All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I am recording from two devices, my laptop and my phone. Laptop is on YouTube, duh, of course. And my phone is the anchor.fm, my platform. Um, this, ex now I won't say inspired me, but this moved me. I'm going to say the same thing, but okay, whatever. Um, about suicide prevention. Um, and it's not just because, if you have not heard, that Miss Braxton, Tamar Braxton, has tried to kill herself and she's in the hospital. But I have I, I had a cousin who killed himself. Now I guess you can say that the news about her, I guess it did move me to do this episode. Because I never I, ne I wouldn't have thought about doing an episode on suicide. I did one years ago. Years ago. But um to hear Miss Braxton try to take on life is heartbreaking, and it's that's for anybody. Uh, I like I said, I had a cousin who killed himself because his mother would not accept him, his bio mother, at a later age, um, and that's devastating for anybody, for a child, and you could be grown, but you're still a child. Not saying you're immature, but you're God's child to take your take their own life because somebody does not want them. It could be a parent. Could be in a relationship, could be anything. So it's it's just devastating that people have gone to the extreme of thinking think to themselves, "I'm no longer wanted here on Earth. I feel I let myself down, let everybody down. Yes, I'm gonna kill myself." But um. We're going to lift her and anybody like her, everybody like her, really, in prayer. So, and forgive me for the outside noise. I'm saving some money. I'm not cutting on my AC. <laughs> so, I got all my windows open. But um, I'll try to talk louder in the meantime. Um... begin with the risk factors. Risk factors are characteristics that make it more likely that someone would consider, attempt, or die by suicide. They can't cause or predict a suicide attempt, but they're important to be aware of. Um, some factors can be mental disorders, particularly in particularly mood disorders, schizophrenia, anxiety, and uh, personality disorders, alcohol and other substance abuse, can cause disorders, hopelessness, impulsive or aggressive behavior, history of trauma or abuse, major physical illness, previous suicide attempts, a family history of suicide, a job or financial loss, loss of relationships, easy access to lethal means, over clusters of suicide, lack of social support, and sense of, sense of isolation. Stigma, association with asking for help, lack of health care, um, cultural and religious beliefs, uh, exposure to others who have died by suicide in real life or the internet. Now, 
what are some of the warning signs that we can prevent folks from killing themselves? Some warning signs may be helpful if you determine if a loved one is at risk for suicide, especially if the behavior is new, is new or has increased or is seems related to a painful event, loss, or change. If you or someone you know exhibits these signs, please seek help. There's a lifeline um, that is open 24-7. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. Um, it's 1-800-273-8255. Again, it's 1-800-273-8255. Um, warning signs as such as, as such as follows. Talking about wanting to die or kill themselves. Looking for a way to kill themselves. Like searching online or buying a gun. Um, it's even got farther than that. People kill themselves by overdosing, uh, slitting their wrists, uh, hanging themselves, jumping off high buildings, running in front of traffic on purpose. Um, there are so many ways of, of, of that death can occur. Talking about feeling trapped or in unbearable pain. Talking about being a burden to others. Increasing the use of alcohol or drugs. Acting anxious or agitated. Behaving recklessly. Sleeping too little or too much. Withdrawing or asking themselves from people. Showing rage or talking about seeking revenge. And extreme mood swings. I, myself have experienced some of these signs. Um, I have said this before that in my early 30s, I think, <laughs> uh, maybe later than that. Anyway, I've had experienced some signs about taking my own life. This happened after, okay, my screen just froze. Wow. Okay, there we go. Um, after 9-11, I lost a job due to the fact that they didn't, the people who were using our services didn't need us anymore. And I couldn't find a job for seven months, seven, eight months. So I know how it feels to feel suicidal. I was on depression meds called Wellbutrin, and um, that drug, it's a wonderful drug. It, it really does help. Um, the side effects, to me, is a good thing. It makes you happy. <laughs> makes you like, you're high of sugar. I mean, <laughs> it makes you feel like you're alive again, because you forget about what you're going through. And as of right now, I'm back on that drug of well future because I've had episodes of depression a few weeks ago. Not so much as far as killing myself, but as far as it's like having the thoughts of why, I, why, I, why am I in this again? Why am I experiencing the same old, same old again? Or different issues, again, or different issues for the first time. Um, with me, 
it was like I got tired of dealing with irregular relationships. I got tired dealing with irregular friendships. And, and, and my mind was like, okay, why do I keep running to people, women, who do not understand me? At first, they're like, oh, I'm with you. I, I, I care about you. I understand what you're going through. But in the long run, they do things and say things that make me question their loyalty. And I got frustrated. I, I got so sick of just the, 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 the ways of their actions. And I acted out. I was, I was highly frustrated. I was pissed off. I mean, I was so mad. I, you know, I was so mad. I just went left, ran all the stop signs, ran all the red, uh, the red lights. I didn't care. I didn't care because everybody has feelings. And when you get to a certain point that people push your buttons way too many times and try to test you, you're going to react. You're going to act out. So, I mean... In, in the midst of me acting out, I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't want to hear, hear, hear their voices. I didn't want to text or nothing. I mean, I was just done. But I kept, kept thinking, why can I have a decent friendship with somebody of the opposite sex who would take me as I am, would accept me for my thoughts and flaws? But understand that I have health issues that I cannot allow myself to be so outraged. Because when I get that kind of when I get that outrage, yes, my blood pressure goes through the roof. And to me, that's suicide. Because I can it can kill me. Um and, and, and I'm taking medication. I'm taking medication for my high blood pressure, for my kidneys, for my for my uh, mild depression, it's too much for me to be agitated with people who don't understand me. And that's why I used to say, it is better for me to be by myself than to be with a fool. I've had to find other exits to channel my anger. I started working out since this disease had us quarantined, since my job late, not late as all, but well, I guess you've seen it all, furloughed furloughed us off. Um, I, I feel more confident in myself. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, some people eat a lot more. They call it comfort food. I'm sorry. Some people, let's keep it real, some people have physical activities, if you know what I mean, to comfort themselves. I love food. If I had to choose food over sex, <laughs> food would always be <laughs> food would always be number one. That's, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. But that's how some folks react. They just tend to go out and do whoever because <laughs> they feel they feel they got something to overcompensate for. And um, for me, working out, I have gotten a lot—not a lot, a lot, but a little bit stronger. I have seen my, my physique has, is changing. I'm in pain from muscle soreness, which is normal. I work out three days a week, full body workouts. Uh, 
I do the treadmill afterwards. I'm enjoying this. I really am. And I was going to take up kickboxing. But, you know, I just, you know, I decided not to do that right now. Because, you know, when you instruct your students or by a teacher, you're kind of like in close proximity to one another. And then the, the, the guy said we can wear a mask, of course. But I don't want to take that chance right now. And if, if, if it's not for me to do kickboxing, I'm cool with that. I'm fine. Um, but who knows? You know, God is able. Um, but I had to allow myself to get through get through the emotions of what I was depressed from. Now, the question that we should all ask ourselves is what can I experience from this depression? We all have something to learn from everything. Life is a learning tool. Life, as, as we know it, is school. Um, Every day I learn something about myself. How do I react to this situation or that situation? How do I uh, get over this? Will I get over this? You know, and I'm thankful to, to, to God that he's allowed me to live one more day to express myself and to live or, or retake or relearn from my mistakes in the past. Yesterday. I was furious. And y'all know my big, one of my biggest pet peeves is people who tailgate me. I hate that with a passion. Four times yesterday, I had folks do that. How did I react? I was angry. What did I do to show my angerness? Is that a word? <laughs> it is now. I gave him the bird. I know it wasn't right. It was ungodly. But that's how I reacted. I'm human. I didn't think. I didn't go to I said to myself, hmm, should I give them a bird? I think I will. No, I just automatically did it. And, you know, doing that. Hold on a second. I'm, uh, in doing so, I wasn't happy with that reaction. I was happy because. My father didn't. My father did not like that. I was wrong for doing that. I was wrong for saying ungodly words to certain people. Um, and that's how some folks. That's how some folks choose to react. They talk about killing themselves or killing other people. Um, let's see what else. But for me to to have a, a, a I won't call it special. I'll call it a customized life. We all have that. There are certain things that we do in life that pleases us and angers us. Um. What do you mean by that? By angering. I have done this. Okay. 
I used to anger myself on purpose. When I was when I was mildly angry, I would listen to music that made me more pissed off. I don't know why I kept doing that, <laughs> but I did it. I was so angry at this one chick back back home. I would listen to um, N.W.A. And uh, <laughs> that made me more angry because I was at a point where I'm fed up with this girl. I'm just going to do what I can to just get over it. Um, I even had the, 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 the audacity to drive by our house. And yes, I was packing. When I got to her her driveway, there's a car in the yard. I said, oh, because she got company now. And I heard you, and you're probably saying, well, why would you even care if she had other company? I really didn't care, but she couldn't tell me, she couldn't tell me the truth about if she wanted to be with me or not. She just tried to, you know, act subtle and not be real with me. But the way we fell out, it pissed me off. And I was young. I was immature then. But now, I mean, those kind of thoughts today, they, I, I mean, I won't go by my house now. I mean, it's irrelevant because I don't really care. But just the thought of having someone lie to you can piss you off. Of uh, not being truthful with you can piss you off. And I look, if you want to be with me, if you want, if you're my friend, be honest. If I'm hurt by it, that's my issue. Let me deal with it. But at least a true friend will tell the person that they're with how they feel in truth. I don't want no feel-good people in my life that would just tell me what I want to hear. No, tell me what I need to hear. You see? And I've had that experience before. People would, would tell me what I need from me, what I want to hear. And that's not good. The only person outside my family who told me things that I needed, I'm not getting upset. Okay, I'm sorry. The only people that told me things I wanted to hear were no good for me. But the person outside my family told me things I needed I need to hear was my ex-wife. Um, I, I thank God for her because we are still friends, but she don't sugarcoat nothing. And I need more people like, like that in my life, whether it be male or female. You cannot tell me things that make me feel good. Because sometimes I need to be hurt. <laughs> I need to be uh, chastised. That ain't right, Aaron. This is what happens to do that. I need that kind of thing. Let that go. But to tell me, you know, Tell me things that make me feel good. I can't deal with that. Because if, if you tell me that and I see the opposite result, then guess what? It's going to piss me off even more. And then it makes me wonder, why am, I, why am I still here in your life? Or why are you in my life? I feel that I'm not taking, taking seriously enough. So, people who are suicidal they need to be lifted up in prayer number one number two is that if you see the signs of, the, of these people get them help 
get them help. I mean, they may not want the help, but get them help anyway. They may not like you for it. They may even hate you for it. But in the long run, they're going to thank you for it. And what I've done, what I have done in the past, that people have seen the signs I was going through. They've seen the signs that, okay, something's not right with him. Why is he acting all erratic, you know? His mood swings are, are very active. I was mad one minute, laughing the next, mad again. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going on myself until I got diagnosed with severe depression. Because I told my family, look, something's not right. I need to be checked out. Now, I told them that in order to get help, but the opposite occurred. I'm like, what in the hell just happened? And this is what I was told. And this is the same, but it's the honest God's truth. I told them I was thought, thinking of taking my own life. This is what I was told. Well, I'm telling you this first. This is what I was not told. I was not told, oh, we're going to seek help for you. We're going to get you some help. Why are you having these symptoms? What's wrong? Talk to us. But I was told this. We'll miss you. You'll miss me? That's it? What do you mean? I just told you I'm on the verge of taking my own life. That's all you can say to me is you'll miss me? And that really pushed me out in the ledge more further. Because I felt like I was not wanted. My own kinfolk. I took it as a sign of disrespect. I took it as a sign of them not loving me for who I am. And I was at home one day, living on my own. I took a knife about this long, with a serrated edge, and I had it in my wrist, ready to pull back. And at that moment, God spoke to me. He said, stop. I said, why? He said, I got plans for you. I said, I feel like I'm not wanted here, Lord. I feel that I'm no longer needed. Why do I need to keep living this life of burdenness? Burdenness, because people said they miss me, but I'm telling them I'm suicidal. And he said, "Don't worry about them. I got you. I know what you're going through. I know what you're feeling. I will not let you do this to yourself." When I heard that, heard his voice say that to me, I broke. I was in shambles. Because if nobody else cared about me, he cared about me. He cared about me before I was born. He cared about me even though I did things that did not please him.
And had I had I listened to devil, had I listened to Satan, then I I don't know. I mean, dude, I haven't really did research about this, but I think I've been told this that people who commit suicide do they go to hell? I don't know. I don't want to say that. But I didn't want to take that chance because I would not have seen his glory after I murdered myself, I guess. But I was young. I was immature. And I asked God, I said, I need your help. Can you please help me? And from that moment, and from that day forward, I got the help that I needed. I told my doctor I was having these experience, these symptoms, and he called. Uh, and it's their job to, I guess, call the proper authorities—not not the police, but you know, people who have been acting out like this. And that's why I had to get therapy, counseling, and. From that moment, I was seeking help because I needed it. And my counselor at that time told me things I needed to hear. It wouldn't, it wouldn't a feel good message. It wouldn't a feel good session. And she went, she hit the nail on the head. She just was blunt with it. Um, that's why I have a sensitive heart for folks who attempt suicide. And when I heard about Miss Braxton doing it to her, I felt bad, you know, because, you know, she has a lot to live for. Everybody does. And with me having to live an experience of my cousin killing himself, it hit me hard. It hit me real hard. And I don't, I, I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine of ever, ever, ever having that same feeling again. My doctor currently asked me before I got on Wellbutrin, he said, I told him what happened in my younger year. He said, well, do you feel that way now? I said, no, I don't feel suicidal now. And I don't want to go there. I don't want to get to a point where it has to go to that, go to that point. Sorry. I don't get to a point where it has to go that route. And I told him I was on Web Beach years ago. He said, okay, we're going to put you back on that. Um, he said, maybe about two weeks before it kicks in. You don't know it. And he was right. About maybe a week and a half, it kicked in. I take them daily, the pills. Like It's like this big. And uh, I mean, everybody gets upset every now and then. But I'm not acting now in a full-blown rage. Um... I, I think with me taking these pills has allowed me to grow. Allowed me to grow. And and for me to have other conditions that are not that can kill me, I don't think about those things. I don't I don't worry about my kidney disease. I don't worry about my remission of lymphoma. I don't worry about high blood pressure. 
Why? I took a test. Or I had my blood drum this morning to test for diabetes. I pray to God I don't have that because it runs in my family. My grandma had type 2, I think, and she died from renal kidney failure. Now, with me having stage 3 kidney disease, you know, me being, if, if God forbid, if I was diabetic, another burden I got to deal with. But I gotta do what I can for myself to take the proper, proper, proper procedures, you know. Um, but I, I pray to God that I'm not. And they tell me I get the results this afternoon, this evening. Um, so yeah, I mean, suicide is real. I mean, don't wait. If anybody comes to y'all and tells you the signs or you see the signs early, don't wait. Don't be telling yourself, oh, they'll get over it. They may never get over it. Get them help now. And it, I don't care if they refuse it, you do it anyway. Because, you know, that's what Satan wants us to do. He wants us to live a life of hopelessness. He wants us to be downtrodden with birds. He wants us to be uh, faithless. I mean, he even told me one time that God ain't, God ain't never with you. No, he's a liar anyway. He, he, he don't want you no more. He don't care about you. But that's a lie because God said he cares about us. And he, he will never leave us nor forsake us. But I just think it's crucial that we look at this head on. That we take this 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 issue, you know, take take it seriously. I don't want to hear anybody else attempting suicide. I don't want to hear they 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 commit suicide. Nowhere. I don't care who you are, and that's just how I feel about it. I mean, I I ain't gotta know you. Um. But it's very, it's very, very heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking. So I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm sitting hard, I can say. I'm sorry if I didn't, if there's my in the chat room, I didn't respond to. I'm not looking at the chat room. I'm still reading this article about suicide. Um, so if I, if you said something, I didn't respond. That's why I'm not ignoring you. Um. I'll go back in a minute, but let me just finish this article while I'm talking to y'all. Uh, I just want y'all to know that there is nothing too hard that you're going through that God can't fix. He has made a way out of nowhere in my life countless times. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for y'all. He is not blind to what you're going through. He is not deaf to your prayers. He understands before you went through it. You know what I'm saying? He understands. He, he knew 
before you were born, before we were born, that you would go through this. That's why the Bible says that, yay, though I walk through, some folks don't want to walk through anything. They want to stay in their, stay, they want to stay in their mess and feel hopelessness. But God said, you got to keep moving. You got to push on. Press toward the mark. And if we stop pressing toward the mark, then we give Satan a pass. I'm not giving Satan anything but a spiritual black eye. I'm not giving Satan nothing but his teeth knocked out spiritually. I'm trying my best to stomp him spiritually, give him a country spiritual beatdown. Because it only takes so much. You know, I've had it. Don't let Satan win because he's been defeated already. He was defeated when Jesus gave his life to, to, to Jesus gave his life for us on a hill called Calvary. When Jesus took those beatings, those, those whippings, and that crown of thorns, when he said, um, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He meant that they didn't know what they were doing. He told them, I'm, I'm the son of God. He un, unmuted mute people. He, he gave the blind sight. He gave uh, the crippled a, 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 a way to walk. But we cannot handcuff him if we don't have faith in him. Because faith without works is dead. Faith without knowing that he's able and willing is dead. So I encourage you to give it to God no matter what, I don't care how small, I don't care how big it is. Give your issues you know what faith stands for? Forward all issues towards heaven. Yeah. Forward. All. Not some. Not a little bit. Not 10%. Not 50%. All. Issues. No matter how big or small. Towards heaven. Not hell. <laughs> so. That's all I gotta say about that. Uh, I'm gonna let y'all go. I'm gonna attempt to finish this series I'm watching. I got one more just to go. I think maybe two. I don't know. But um, I just want y'all let y'all know that hey, excuse me, I got the hiccups. That uh, we all go through things. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm still growing. We all go through things. And, you know, that because I'm a minister of the gospel, I am not new to life's issues. God never told me that once you get saved, you're going to be issue free. He never told me that. 
And people think, oh, if I get saved, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna be proper and free. No, you won't. That thought. And some folks have been told this. There have been pastors who told the congregation, once you get saved, you're gonna be issue free. And folks believe that mess. God never said that. I'd rather have issues with God than have it without him. Peter, perfect example. He told, Jesus told Peter, come on, let's go. Come on out here with me. There were people in the boat told him, nah, man, look, if I were you, I wouldn't do that, but you ain't me. If I, oh, they can't tell me that. If I, okay, if I was in Peter's shoes, and I had been, <laughs> you ain't me. Mind your business. Um, but we all, we can't, we can't blame Peter for what he, what he encountered. He encountered the waves. He encountered the storms. He encountered the, uh, the wind. He, he was scared. I would be too. And he lost faith in Christ just for that hot second. And God, I mean, Jesus was the same thing. But Christ reached out to him and he asked Peter this one simple question. Why did you lose faith? And Jesus asked him the same question. When we feel bombarded and we act like we don't know what's going on, well, we act like that he don't know what's going on. He says, why'd you lose faith? You knew I can do this. I'm the one who created the storms. I'm the one who created the sea. I'm the one who created the wind. And we told the wind to cease and desist. He is telling us the same thing. We're telling the winds and the storms in our lives the same thing. He, he said, cease and desist. Every storm that we encounter in the natural, in, in the, yeah, the natural have always had an expiration date. It won't last always. So what makes us think that just because we're in a storm, Maybe we won't come out the storm. Weeping may endure for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Now I don't mean like morning like daytime morning. Because your morning could be at 3 o'clock in the morning. 10 p.m. at night. You have been crying about certain things and you need God to fix. But God says, I got you. He says, I'm aware of your issues. I got you. You have cried too long. You have been mourning too long. The Bible says that he will turn our mourning into to, to joy. I'm just tired of being in mourning. I'm tired of allowing things or people to get me down where I'm just so bombarded with their act with the, with the consequences if I'm going to deal with these things let me deal with it with a heads up attitude no, Tupac was say keep your head up <laughs> and I'm going to keep my head up no matter what I feel, no matter what I go through because it is not over until God says it's over forget the fat lady
So on that note, you keep God first. We all do. Need to. Don't seek things first. Seek him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It did not say seek ye first the kingdom of man. Seek ye first the kingdom of money. Seek ye first the kingdom of relationships. Seek ye first the kingdom of jobs. Seek ye first the kingdom of advice from family, friends, and strangers. But said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And these things should be added unto you. We are at fault for seeking other people or things first and putting God on the back burner. We act like God is a product that we buy from the store. We buy it, put it in our shelves until later use. Nah, he ain't, he ain't that kind of God. He can't be bought. We need to, we need to um, acknowledge his presence in the good and the bad. So whatever you got going on in your life, and I cannot emphasize this enough. You acknowledge him first.